Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Aladdin, directed by Guy Ritchie and released in 2019. The plot of Aladdin goes something like this. A kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. And as we usually do, we will do a spoiler-free review up front and then talk in more detail after a wooding. Yeah, so... I'm going to comment on whether or not people should see this movie. No. Um, <laughs> this Wait till it comes out on Netflix or DVD or something and then skip all of the musical scenes and then watch all of the parts that just have Mina Masood and Naomi Scott in them and then you'll probably have a much better time watching this movie than I did. I think if you're not too attached to the old one, so if you were born after it came out, if it wasn't part of your childhood, if you don't know Aladdin, it might be for you. Like it was <laughs> – fine but not great i i like the lead the leads as well mina masood and naomi scott they're very fun there was also a little side character named dahlia whose name mm. i'll have to look up in a second who was also great uh nasim pedrad i think yep yeah she was great uh um will smith is the genie seemed to be a very big hit with the kids and but he was you are you're shaking your head but he was there were children lots of children in our screening who were very very happy to see the genie come on screen they were that but they also so were very is, bored for huge which chunks of this is movie why i say if you don't have a particular attachment to the old one you don't know anything about aladdin and you've never seen an aladdin movie this might be for you yeah like it was perfectly acceptable but it's also like one of those things where like why and well, also, and also, it's shot by Guy Ritchie, who's just not a very good visual director. So big chunks of the movie were like really unpleasant to watch. There was a scene in which a person was actively fuzzy. Like it was supposed to be two people on screen and one more in focus than the other. But the person who was not in focus, were not just not in focus, but they were actively fuzzy. Like it looked terrible. So I also didn't like that part of it. But yeah, these live action remakes that Disney keeps remaking, they're just going to be, I think, a law of diminishing returns for them because they made these great movies and they're trying to mine through things that they did that were great 30 years ago. I feel like they'd be better off, you know, mining perhaps different parts of their um, their archives than this. I just, yeah. Look, I am attached to the original, but I feel like even if I wasn't attached to the original, I would not have enjoyed anything that Will Smith did in this movie. Well, not anything. There are a few comedy moments that I didn't mind, but every time he sang, it was like, it was painful for me. He was so flat. He was so off tune, off key. Uh, it was really genuinely painful whenever he was singing. Oh. And his CG on him is so bad. It's so awful. He looks terrible whenever he's blue as the genie. It just drove me up the wall. I couldn't uh, stand it. See, I didn't mind him, but there was a song that Jasmine had to sing, Shameless or something. Yeah, yeah. Speechless, which was awful. good. Awful. Oh, that was she, the only oh, one I didn't mind. Awful song. Anyway, we should probably go um, put that in spoilers. Yeah, anyway, she yeah, she sang this awful pop song that just was like completely different to everything else that was around her. Just in spite really of the fact that it was written by the same person? It would yeah no it was but the, it wasn't the music was it and was the written by the same person but it involves Pasek and Paul and this movie also involves Mark Platt and Pasek and Paul and Mark Platt are all involved in La La Land which we know is not good um, but I like the songs in La La Land as well but no nah, I didn't and I, did, I didn't like that song anyway so, but okay so but the, we'll go into the spoilers so that we can. yeah anyway um Katie hated it I didn't like it but didn't hate it as much as Katie no. 
I didn't hate all the bits that weren't the musical or trying to be the original. Whenever it was like Aladdin and Jasmine flirting, which was quite different from the original in most places, I quite liked it. But I wouldn't want to put myself through all of the musical parts again. So like like I said, if you want to watch it, I would just skip all the musical parts and watch them together because they're quite nice together and it actually kind of picks up a bit when they're together. That That's the bit I didn't hate. I hated the stuff that was from the original uh. or like – the music, the songs and stuff, I hated. Yeah, see, I, I really liked those two as well. They, they were fun together. But, yeah, I didn't like the, the added song, obviously. But I didn't hate the original songs as much. There were some bits that were annoying that we'll get into, but there were – I yeah, I didn't mind that so much. But anyway, we should get into spoilers. I also like Marwan Kanzari as um, Jafar. Oh, yeah, yep, we'll get into that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if you haven't seen Aladdin and you plan to – pause the podcast now and come back when you have yeah so the the thing for me i think is that the new song even though it's not i mean i don't think it's as good as a song as the as the old songs but the problem is the old songs are good songs that aren't done well in this movie and at least that song is made for this movie and so like it doesn't have weird timing problems and weird harmony problems and weird will smith problems like and it's written kind of for her voice Mm. So she can sing it well. So to me, that was much less cringeworthy because I could listen to it and not hate it. I just found it really boring and I was not following it either. Like it didn't seem to add to the story. And no, I, they, I were, didn't they were like trying it. something with that that didn't I, work. I just didn't like it. And I didn't like that poppy style of singing that she sang it with, which was her singing style, which is why they did it. Yeah. Um, which well, was that's, slightly that, annoying. See, that's why the other songs annoy me so much is because her singing style, where she doesn't enunciate and sings all of her vowels flat, doesn't fit what the songs are, right? And her, she's also um, – she sings quite low. Um, Mina Masood, who actually sounds quite a bit like Brad Kane, sings quite high. Mm. And so the beautiful harmonies that Brad Kane and Leah Salonga get together for A Whole New World – don't happen in this they're they're sort of singing at the same pitch and it sounds really awkward um there's weird pacing problems on all of the songs they like slowed them down slightly especially stuff like um one jump ahead and friend like me so that like it feels really off even if you don't love the originals you can just like the beat is wrong so well friend like me is one the first time they do it in the cave is like was really threw me off. I, I like the version they do at the end after this after it says the end, but before the credits start, they do a dance version. I'm like, this is how this song is supposed to be. And I think I might be slightly attached because when I was a kid I had to do a dance to this song. Mm. But when it's used as a dance number in its original beat, it's really quite good. But the version they do for Will Smith is like all over the place. And the funny thing is, Will Smith's a rapper, right? And mm. so that song was written for a non singer. Mm. It was written so it was almost like a spoken word kind of rap idea. So you'd think it wouldn't be too much of a stretch. He's awful. And uh, they made me sit through the worst song in this movie three times in different versions. I already hated it the first time. Then they brought it back again. And to be fair, most of it he didn't sing for and it was fine. They were just dancing and I liked that. But then when he did sing, again, he was so flat. And then they did a rap cover of it over the credits and again every time he tries to sing any of the lines he's so flat it's so painful to me to sit through that like you don't understand how much it hurts me to sit through him just mangling that over and over and over again and i 
don't necessarily think it's all his fault. They could have rewritten it slightly to be easier for him and also kept the, like, he's he can rap faster, so they could have kept the beat. He can keep a beat. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it's not like it's a song written for a singer. Like, A Whole New World is a whole nother issue because A Whole New World was the let it go of its day. Like, it was a really lovely piece written for um, because back in those days they used to dub the singing and the different actors played the act played the characters and then different act, different people did the singing, so it was written for someone who's a professional singer and it's beautiful and it was like it was a breakout hit as well like it really was as big as Let It Go in its day and so that one's really hard because it's so iconic and they can't recreate that because now they don't dub now they insist on the actors doing their own singing. Yes, and I I like that for the most part and look <laughs> again Mina Masood completely nails all of that in spite of the fact that the beat is wrong his singing is excellent he's a very good singer he's a good dancer he's a charming actor he's gorgeous to watch one thing about him that he has a dance double and it was in the Ah, credits that makes sense and i was like the one of the things that was really saving him for me was that i wasn't big on the songs that he was doing but he's a really good dancer except then i got into the credits and I saw Will Smith dance double and I was like, yeah, no duh. And then I saw Mina Masood dance double, who's the choreographer for the whole thing. That makes sense, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I really liked it. Like his dancing was probably my favorite. The dancing that the character Aladdin does is my some of my favorite bits. So he's I was a bit the- sad on that. But he's not. he doesn't have a dance background, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, no. Okay, so the dancing will leave out. But I think his singing is, is good. I think – there's something wrong with the songs in this, but because I could hear him singing well, yeah, right in within the structure of the songs, but not the way that they were put together for this. Like the pacing was so awkward and it's so stilted yeah. um, that it's like crushing any talent that he does have in it. Yeah, but like I could watch him. You know, yeah, no. I found him very charming and watchable and everything, and he really tries to be Aladdin. Yeah, it was really odd. One, The one musical number that I didn't mind, um, largely because they stuck to the original as much as they could and also it was really mostly about the big dance number, was Prince Ali. No, I hated it. I liked that because there was lots of like colour and movement and there was lots of dancing and like it largely stuck to the rhythm of the original. It was still a bit slower but also – yeah, he Will Smith is just flat. Like he he's not hitting any of the notes. He's flat across the board, so it just sounds really bad to me. It just sounds awful. So any I really like Prince Ali and friend like me. I was like dying in my seat, like crouching down in my seat, so trying to make it stop. Um, the but the thing is, then like the the first sort of third of the film is very awkward. It's quite stilted. The pacing doesn't work. But then once they get into the rhythm of like um, having Aladdin and Jasmine together and and they're kind of um, – they have quite good chemistry mm-hmm. and their scenes together are quite cute. And then you add in Nassim Pedrad as, as Dahlia and she's adorable. And so like that actually works quite well. Yeah, yeah. I also really enjoyed um, uh, Jafar in this film. Mm. And I, I mean, I knew he was hot Jafar. Marwan Kanzari, we've seen him 
in a few things. Mm. And I know I've pointed him out in a few things we've seen before. So he was the friend in The Promise. Oh, he was in Murder on the Orient Express. He was in Murder yeah. on the Orient Express as the cute waiter or like guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I remember I, him from that. Yeah, yeah, and I remember being like, why is the waiter so cute? And then he yeah, faxes into right. the he plot. He was Emre in The Promise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the third thing we've seen him in is The Mummy. Um, and I don't know if this – I actually talked about it on the podcast, but I also remember him being as like the hot security guard from The Mummy. <laughs> so I've been – like in these minor roles, I've been like, oh, that guy's cute like three times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was fun for me to get to see him play a bad guy. His voice was butter in this. It was so yeah. like – I, I actually – one it. of the things that I did is nice about this film is um, I also recognize the guy who played Hakeem who's like the head security guard at the mm. palace – and he's a he's an actor, and Marwan Kanzari's had to deal with this as well, and probably a lot of these actors because they're a lot of them are Middle Eastern or North African. They um he, he gets cast as like Arab thug mm. number three in a whole lot of stuff, and it was really nice to see these guys actually getting to break out of not just being the waiter or the taxi driver or the you know the, mm. the terrorist guy, um, but actually getting to play a role that was fun and silly and in a fantasy kind of movie. So that was a nice thing, I thought. Yeah, I, I I think that too. Some of the actors in this were truly dreadful, but some are fine. There's a guy well, yeah, the early thing about on. The actress playing Dahlia, though, and this is the thing, she's kind of like she's in a different movie. Like Nassim Pedrad is she's so much fun mm. and she's like she's playing this as a, at, a, like the, at the kids. Yeah. Like she's playing comedy really big and really loud. And I looked her up later and apparently she used to be on SNL. Yeah, um, I could. Yeah, but you can tell she's, she's a comedian. Yeah, and she was playing it at that level, which was it was fun, but it also wasn't how the others around no. her were playing. And I, it was how Will Smith was playing as well. But that's always how he's going to play things. She kind of gave me like an Idina Menzel in Enchanted vibe. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I I thought she was great. Um, but there's a guy. Oh, the 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 market owner, the, yeah, the market yep. stall owner at the beginning of the film, is like overacting to the rafters i was like what is going on with this guy he was terrible yeah, and there's had, a lot of like minor roles where you're like oh god i had some problems with that whole market scene at the beginning just because it's so badly shot like there's a chase through the markets and it's just like the camera is always too close the focus is all over the place you don't get a sense of like the geography of the place you just it's just like aladdin's got to run away from these people and uh, it's just re- that whole sequence is just not a lot of fun to me it's headache inducing and they're yeah. trying to do like the same they're trying to match the original too much but also not enough to make it work uh, yeah. um you yeah. do get however in that there's like they have actually made quite a few changes from the original aladdin in ways that mostly, I mean, I really appreciate that they've updated the uh, racism and things like yeah, that. Yeah, because I actually erase haven't a lot of that. seen the original Aladdin. Like, to be honest, I don't know that I've seen the original Aladdin since I saw it at the cinemas as a small child. I remember being, you know, like into the singing the songs at school and all that kind of stuff afterwards, but I don't remember watching it again. So I really don't remember all the things that have changed. Right. So I, I know the original quite well. And um, I know a fair few of the things that have changed, especially plot-wise. Um, well, there's one plot thing that doesn't make any sense, but um, there are a few things that they keep. And there's a moment in that market scene where you hear the sugar dates and pistachios, which is from the original, um, which I think is just a little nod for fans of the original. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I think that doesn't work at all is they try to modernize Jasmine's storyline, but they still don't give her any actual effect on the plot she still doesn't have any actual agency right Mm. like there's a moment where she stands up to jafar but it's immediately squashed and means nothing 
Um, and that's the only moment as well. Like she wants to be the sultan, but we never see her doing any sultaning. Well, we we see that she's the only one who's not influenced by Jafar twice. We see her twice um, either walk in on someone who's just been cobra staffed by Jafar or stop it happening. So she does – we do see a bit of that and we can see that she's smart and we can see that like she actually but understands – luck. It's luck that she doesn't get um, hypnotized. No, it's – well, I it's mean luck. maybe. It's pure luck. She walks in accidentally to stop it and then somebody else accidentally stops it from happening to her. Like if he wanted to hypnotize her – he would just it would like and nobody was around. He'd be fine. Doesn't and he hasn't. He isn't able to though. But he doesn't see her as so he he's sexist and doesn't see her as a threat, right? So she's allowed to like move around. But it, it, there's no like if he if he tried to hypnotize her with the cobra staff and nobody was around, it would work. It's just that by luck she happens to have been stopped from that happening a couple times. Right. It's not anything that she did. The only thing that we see her actually do is sneak out of the castle to go and look around, which in this movie is framed as because she wants to see the people and not just because she wants to escape from the castle. Yep. And um, But then, like, she doesn't do anything. And she also still naively just takes bread from a market stall and uh, gives it with, to children. She goes to the market without taking any money. Like, God. Yeah. So naive. And then the other thing is – um. She gives that speech to Hakeem, which is a thing that came out of nowhere. She's like, Hakeem, you've you've come up through the ranks. Yeah. And, and you're like, we don't know this about this character previous okay. to now. She does that whole speech. He turns on Jafar and then Jafar immediately sends them all to the dungeon because he's this – he's got a freaking genie in a lamp, which they don't even consider. Like, they just saw magic happen and they're like, hmm, I think well, we should also just – he's also just made himself into a sorcerer. No, he does that because she stands up to oh, him. Oh, right. Yeah. But anyway, and yeah, and it follows on that terrible song that I didn't like as well, that whole bit. And the only reason I was like, yeah, Hakeem's going to matter is because I recognized Hakeem because Hakeem's been in a lot of shows and I was like, oh, well, he's important because he's a best-known guest star. But yeah, no, the, there's no – like, there's no setup for that we just see him a couple of times and if you know the actor you recognize him yeah there's nothing to show you that that's gonna like if if she had had a scene with him earlier where she talked to him and then you know they had been friends or something you'd kind of get it or he had a scene with her father or something like that where it was obvious yeah but and and they don't like she never does anything other than that that shows her with any skills at being a sultan that she just every so often goes, I think I would be the best person because, like, there's nobody else, right? <laughs> and, like, I care about people. And, the, yeah, and she's smart. Yeah, which is, again, something that's not really borne out in the movie in any way. She doesn't affect anything that happens in the movie No, she's, it's more like she's trying to be educated, actually, rather than smart. Yeah, so that yeah. – I mean, if you're going to update her storyline – then give her some effect, like have her foil one of the plans or do something mm. instead of Aladdin still doing all of that stuff, but her being like, no, I am smart. <laughs> and then also like because they try and do that and because they try and make her a strong woman, they fall into the um, um, Moana trap of not giving her vulnerabilities or anything. So like then she just, yeah, is, yeah. apart from being naive, mm. <laughs> she just is strong all the time and doesn't show her emotions very much which doesn't really help um so yeah i didn't think that worked the, i mean taking all the racism out pretty much worked they had to I mean, really yeah, really hopefully they had to really really restructure arabian nights for that to work mm. uh the opening too like just blasting exposition in your face really like just 
this is all the characters that you're going to meet in this movie and here's the cave of wonders and it's jumping down on a guy and the end of the opening has happened and you're like what <laughs> that, that's what this is what i mean it's very felt very guy ritchie actually and including the bad bad cinematography it was just like there's just so much going on and you're like wait what and you can't see it properly and yeah yeah i want to know who's doing the cg for disney at the moment because mm. whoever it is they're doing a shitty job <laughs> they should be replaced the cg in avengers endgame annoyed me because there's, oh, yeah, there's a whole right. bunch of cg in that that doesn't look right and then the cg on will smith in this and then later marwin's kenzari as the genies mm. uh and the cg on abu in this is terrible he has horrible uncanny valley in this his eyes are <laughs> creepy as hell mm. there's moments when he looks at the camera with the eyes and i was like no get that demon monkey away from me <laughs> It's so creepy to me. They're, they're yeah, not yeah. doing a good job. Yeah, Yago is sometimes CG or usually CG, mm. and that looks really terrible. The CG ships at the beginning, I was yeah. like, "Oh, good, we're when starting they, with a shot of CG ships." Yeah, well, they turn Iago into a bigger parrot, <laughs> whatever he is, a big eagle or whatever, to have a chase at the end, and that does not look very good. No, again, it's another freaking chase that looks bad, and it's also he. It's not threatening. It's not mm. threatening to have a big parrot. Um, but um, I kind of also was really disappointed with what they did with Iago and I know it was Alan Tudyk and I love Alan Tudyk and I'm sure they were trying to make it more realistic but um, Iago is such a like to me a very memorable character I always was like as a kid I found Iago really funny yeah he was right and in this movie he's just like a snarky parrot Mm. which is weird because he doesn't really only parrot things but also he everything sounds like a parrot and he only says short lines and like they always he always says them as he's flying past the camera so you don't quite catch them whereas the original had gilbert gottfried as iago and he was really funny and really like you know and it's snarky um, and hilarious two years later rowan atkinson did a similar job in the lion king right Mm. and those sort of snarky slightly camp villain pets were so useful yeah um but yeah, the honestly, all of the I, I, and I want to include the magic carpet in the animal characters were all a bit off. I just looked up; it's ILM, of course, Industrial Light and Magic. Does okay. The oh yeah, that visual effects, of course, they are for Disney. They own them. Well, so, ILM, pick up your game. My God, what like, are you doing? Yeah, it, and and I don't like. But the Star Wars movies look fine. Yeah, but yeah, these ones don't, and the Marvel ones aren't looking good either. And game didn't look. The, the, yeah, and neither did Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel had CG problems too. Yeah, what, what are they I, doing? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's not like they don't have the budget. And there was so like, much CG in Friend Like Me, and it made me. It was so I couldn't understand what was going on. This is this is I had a problem. This is, I had this problem with so many things. I just couldn't follow what was happening on screen because the camera was in too close, or there was like the things were moving around in a way that didn't make any sense, or you hadn't your attention hadn't been drawn to things before they happened in the proper way. It was just visually a mess. Can I uh, make a suggestion that perhaps the camera being too close problem might be a we keep seeing movies in extreme screen problem? It could be, but if you can't see it on a – like if it doesn't work on a big screen, it's not that big of a screen, right? It's like a couple inches wider, maybe a meter wider than a normal screen. It's not – and if your movie isn't working on that, like if your big Avengers movie can't work on a big screen like an IMAX screen, you've got a very big problem. Yes, I just – I've noticed because I haven't noticed the camera being in too close in either Poker, uh, Detective Pikachu or this. But I've but had a problem because we have been on the because big screen. Because we've been on the yeah. extreme screen. I feel like it might be something that a lot of movies are doing. 
you're noticing it because well, we're because watching I'm, the stream. I'm not good with um, moving cameras yeah. anyway, and so I don't like it, and so it, like it annoys me when it's done like that. But then again, I didn't like the look of Captain Marvel, and I saw that on both an extreme screen and a regular screen. Mm. Both times I didn't like it, but that wasn't because the camera was in too close. It was just because it was muddy. Yeah. There's a moment, like, with the opening when they decide to have, like, spoil the ending for you and have Genie as a human yeah. talking to his kids. I, I don't think the kids would have figured that out, though. Like, the kids that this is aimed at wouldn't have been – like, they wouldn't have worked that out. Like, the simple plot twists and stuff are designed for children who aren't, haven't seen many movies and therefore aren't going to think of that. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, that part – which they changed from in the original. It's a, again a seller in a market going, mm. look at all these tre- trinkets I have and want to buy this lamp and I'll yeah. tell you the history of it, which p- turns out to be the genie. Yeah, it's, a lot, lot easier to do in voice cast, like in, a, in animation than it is to do in It um, would be, but they can action. do amazing things with makeup now that you would definitely sort of – You, I mean, we didn't recognize Andy Serkis in Longshot and that's a comedy. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> like they could have done something with it to make it. But, yeah mm. – um, and that's fine. That's probably also Kirby yeah. racism. But um, yeah, and and Will Smith's such a big star as well that you, it's he's just too recognizable. Yeah. At one point, I th- I'm pretty sure um, Dahlia says no singing. Yeah, and yeah, then, she does. Or the kid. Oh no, he says no. He singing. He says no singing, and then he starts and singing. Then he starts and then singing immediately, immediately, immediately after he starts singing, I go, no, I agree, no singing. <laughs> I uh, agree. Right. Yeah. It was so right from the start. Ugh. Yeah, you clearly <laughs> didn't didn't like him it's not that i don't like will smith and i know he can do stuff but he was so he was singing so flat in this um and the the songs were so sluggish and lethargic and like they didn't have because they were definitely kind of, sluggish yeah um the original aladdin's got this kind of manic energy which mm-hmm. is largely because of robin williams as the genie and everybody else mm-hmm. is trying to kind of match yep but because will smith didn't have that energy he wasn't bringing that energy to this everything kind of fell flat so, um, yeah, yeah. I wrote, why is it slow so many times? Uh, yeah. the, the, um, I didn't, but I just looked at my watch a lot. They actually play with the frame rates in print yes! in fra- yes! um, um, one jump ahead. Yes, I remember I wrote that down. Yeah, I don't think it's just there either. There's a couple of times they do it, but yes, they do it there. Yeah, there's they, they both speed up and slow down yeah, within the same song, and I'm like, ew, ew, no, why? Do, don't oh, do God, that. It looks so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I got. I should have got Gilbert Gottfried back. <laughs> oh yeah. So my my notes are also really, really full of references to Twisted. Right. Yeah, that which won't make much sense to me, but sure. No. So I kind of feel like if you want to see a live action version of Aladdin, then go crazy. If you want to see like original take and an original take on aladdin or something new from aladdin and you are an adult and you want to see something like different for aladdin go watch twisted instead it has great songs it's really funny and will ruin aladdin for you in lots of ways including not ever be able to listen to the phrase so cave of wonders just again. to be clear for listeners twisted is not a movie it's, no, a, it's a it's a musical so it's, it's musical. a stage musical it's on youtube by starkid who I've talked about before, I'm sure, but like they, um, and, and it is still Star Kids, so it's kind of like got this juvenile sense of humor yeah, every no, so I, often. I, and stuff. I just, I'll link it in the show notes, but just so that it's clear. Yep. But it, um, it, it's, it's Aladdin via Wicked, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it takes Aladdin and puts it through the Wicked treatment of making Jafar the, the hero and making Aladdin the villain and, um, mm. and exploring Jafar's motives. And it's so much better than this movie was in so many ways for me. A, most of the people can sing. 
which is a big improvement. But also, like, it's got really, really good original songs and it's funny and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I actually watched it again. <laughs> Basically, uh, as right, soon as I yeah. got home last night, I watched it again. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. This whole thing is – it's just, like, disappointing. Like, we've got to watch the – we're gonna, probably going to have to watch the Lion King live action in a few weeks' time. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to. We managed to skip Dumbo. But Dumb, yeah. it's just, like, Disney do better. Especially as, like – with something like Frozen, for example, like they know they can do an original hit. They can do it. They are capable mm. of mining their own archives and doing something that's original that is a hit with kids that parents will like, that adults will like, that actually says something and is worth their time. It's not even that. I wouldn't mind if they tried to do a live-action version of their movies as if they were doing it like well and ta- having a new take on it and yeah, stuff. but these are just like – they try to make them slightly more woke than they were in the 90s, but basically they try to do exactly the same thing, recreate shots that, from animation and use actors who aren't singers to do these iconic songs that were done by singers. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, go watch Twisted because there were so many times in this movie that I just made notes about mm. that when he's telling her his tragic backstory about his how his parents died, all I could think of was Orphaned at 33, which is Aladdin's song about how his parents have just died and he's 33 years old in, in right. Twisted. Okay. Um, he's, yeah, this, he's not meant to be 33. No, this. he clearly isn't. And also he mentions specifically that his parents died when he was a child, but it yeah. still is the first thing that came right. into my head. There's only a few lines that are still the same and one of them is um, only the fleas will mourn you which i always <laughs> find funny i think it's a good line they recast the prince who romances jasmine at the beginning of the film to be a white guy which is billy magnuson from game night yeah yeah, yeah. he was really fun <laughs> he is really funny he was only in two scenes but he was having such a good time and again like when they put comedians in what? it it was entertaining yeah yeah that's right like him and uh nassan Pedrad having a great time putting out the right level of energy too. Exactly. Yeah, they brought so much more energy. The scene just where Nassim Pedrad is like – um, trying to flirt with Will Smith at her at the doorway of Jasmine's room is so good, and Jasmine is like being the encouraging yeah. friend, and it's so cute. That that scene also had a, a line where Nassim Pedrag kept going on about how her cat needed to be cleaned and trying to get Jasmine to come in and help her clean her cat, which was so dirty. It was so dirty, and I mm. don't know if they snuck that in there on purpose. <laughs> seems like they might have. I think yeah, that seems like the guy Richie thing to do to sneak something like that in. But it was also really funny, and like the the tiger again could have been so much more made of like the familiars that they all have, mm. and the tiger Raja, mm, yeah Raja from the original I recall has a lot more of like he and Jasmine have a lot more of a connection mm. with each other. And I think this one doesn't do a bad job of that with Abu and Aladdin. Like you can see that they have a connection and they work together and they're used to each other. As long as it doesn't shoot Abu's eyes, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. But um, with Jasmine and Raja, like the tiger is there, mm. but it's not because I think because the way it's introduced as well, like when the Billy Magnuson first mm. scene comes, the, you just don't really see like Jasmine and Raja having a connection there. No. So it's not quite as funny as it could be. Right, and they obviously can't show a tiger actually biting somebody in the ass in no, uh, no. Real, in in live action because that would be hugely violent. Yeah, which just shows you how much violence they get away with in cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a major plot point in Twisted, and there's a whole song about how Prince Arknet is a tiger. Fucker. It's the best thing. Anyway, it's just it's I love it so much. But um, Raja 
I actually read this thing about the Lion King trailers and why they are so flat. And it's like mm. when you animate um, animals, when you do cartoons of animals, you um, give them human qualities, yes, of course. Yes, of course. And so they have expressions that real animals can't make. No. So then you get the real animals in to try and like emote in the same way that we're used to the cartoon animals doing and they can't do it. No. So Raja can't emote in reaction to things that Jasmine is doing. No. In a, like a human way. Whereas monkeys kind of can. So yeah, it's a little that's easier. It. Um, and this is the thing. And these movies were made to be animated. Like the, 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 the reason a lot of these things became beloved was the animation, the way they were made was part of hmm. their charm. Part of the thing that, about it looking bad is that all the day for night is really dodgy. Oh, yes. Ugh, that too. Yep. Really dodgy. It looks awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lighting sources are very confusing. Yeah. Like, it's not well shot. And this is a movie, apparently had a budget of $183 million and only one big star in it. So what the f*** did they do with all the money? Um, can oh well, um, like did you see how many people were in that Prince Ali scene? Sure, sure, great. Yeah, they probably built that set. Also, there's this thing just after Friend Like Me where Will Smith is saying all these super heteronormative lines while then also appropriating queer drag culture frequently. Mm, I was I was going to talk about that. I was like, did Will Smith base this on Miss Cleo, like uh, the uh, psychic hotline? But he he's doing a very like queer drag culture is, is right as well but there's also a lot of like black church ladies and aunties in there as well mm. in the way his performance is it's very it is very drag though. yeah like the, the the stuff specifically like when he does the makeover for mm. um aladdin yeah, is yeah. like straight out of a queer eye parody sketch you yeah. know or drag race yeah or drag race and he is in drag at one point as well like yep but all the everything he's saying is super heteronormative, mm-hmm. like who's the girl and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, this is so icky. I really don't like them doing this. Mm. So, you know, they managed to fix the racism, but not the homophobia. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was definitely a part of Robin Williams' shtick. Yeah. And I love Robin Williams, but he's, like, he probably would have adapted more now. Yeah, um, he would It have. was part of comedy – 20 years ago or 20 whatever it's years nearly ago. nearly 30 years old. This nearly, yeah, nearly yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. They shouldn't still be doing that. No, no. Especially because they've made an effort to update, you know, the racism of the time, mm. which was racist then. Like at the t- even in 1992, a lot of the stuff in this movie was like, um, didn't we get past this in the 50s? I, I thought the haircut on uh, Aladdin was a huge improvement. Yes. I hated the floppy 90s boy haircut that he had at the beginning and then once he had the haircut i was like okay it's much better yeah i was i made a note about that as well there's a moment he's, very, he's really sweet that kid mina masood i know he just seems like a real sweetheart i really thought he was really good at carrying the movie and he was a great lead and incredibly gorgeous looking i mean eyelashes that go for days yeah and huge eyes and like just yeah. yeah he just seems like a sweetie and that yeah. was nice uh, there's a moment when he's saying he doesn't have, offer, have anything to offer Jasmine um, except how to, like, steal things. And I was like, teach her parkour. She'll love it. Um, <laughs> also, the dance that they then do, like the Bollywood-type dance yep. that they do all together, the way that he was being puppeted by Will Smith reminded me of um, the Doll in a Music Box dance um, that Dick Van Dyke does in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. So we should 
put that in the notes. <laughs> yep, yep. No, that was a good. Uh, that was well done, actually. That, it was because it refers back to an earlier scene in the ca- in the first version of Friend Like Me. He does a bit of that as well, and that's yeah. when I first noticed the dancing, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And also, it's like there's quite a bit of modern dance, like more hip hoppy kind of style mixed with Bollywood through it. It's but, really cool, but especially the guys were like down low and kind of floppy and the women were like up high mm-hmm. for that dance so yep. that reminded me of that style as well yeah 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 um no that was uh that was good they fly past the lion king tree again in this Ah, uh, yeah i think i spotted someone who was meant to look like brian from the life of brian in the market as well okay at one point i think there was a i was like that's a very guy rich thing to put in there yeah my only notes on a whole new world are the lion king tree and her vows are flat Oh, so that yeah. clearly annoyed me. <laughs> I didn't um, actually I didn't actually make any notes on a whole new world. I was like, right, we're doing this bit now. Yeah. I felt like, like that towards the towards the end I have fewer notes because it's not as bad. Yeah. At the, yeah, and my um my last notes are oh god, this uh, speechless song is terrible, the way it's shot and the song and then I really hate this end credits song. Those are my last two notes. Yeah. And there's actually a whole heap of stuff that happens in between those two things. Yeah. But yeah, a whole new world. I just kind of was like, well, it's going to happen. How it's going to happen? And the this didn't look that good anyway because the cinematography isn't that great. I also have some serious questions about how the genie's magic works. Um, Don't we all? Because he gets him out of he gets Aladdin out of the cave at the beginning when he just thinks that Aladdin's wished for that. Oh, I know. He vanishes carpet off to the ends of the earth when nobody's wished for it. Yeah. But then in other times he can't do magic that nobody's wished for he can't just save aladdin because he wants to apparently Mm. i find it difficult to know where the what the rules are yeah yeah well because (laughs) his limitations begin and end once he becomes a genie can't do any magic beyond his own little box so Yeah. yeah so how is he able to send the carpet and all that sort of stuff yeah um jafar actually looked slightly better as a genie than than mm. Will Smith did. I don't know why, but it doesn't look as creepy when he's the genie. As yeah, they also Will don't Smith try is. and do the blue thing. Well, he's red. Yeah, so he's not blue. Yeah. It's not quite as unnatural looking. No. Just me screaming at the characters in my notes. I'm like, he has a magic fucking lamp, you morons. <laughs> I really liked the um, the scene just before A Whole New World, which is slightly edited from the original movie where aladdin charms jasmine and says do you trust me yeah um, it's it's good in the original movie it actually works really well in re- in um live action here these two actors are really good she is lovely naomi scott is lovely yeah um, as much as i wasn't a fan of her singing she was just a sweetie and i got a bit of a um jennifer garner vibe off her actually but she was she was lovely and they were good together and they had excellent chemistry together yeah Oh, also, the camera qu- frequently crosses the line in this movie, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, that's because this bloody person doesn't know how to use a camera. Like, honestly, seriously, the way this is filmed is terrible. I get really frustrated because I'm like, Guy Ritchie, go make a, like, a I- Man from Uncle sequel instead yeah. of this, please. Man from Uncle was amazing. This just like, I can't see anything. I can't follow anything. Yeah. Oh, and then later on, um, Jeannie fixes carpet. Like, magically. He does, But nobody wishes for that. Well, yeah. And so when I talk about everyone having a pet, I'm like, well, clearly carpet is Jeannie's pet. Yeah, I guess. And they also also take the carpet from the cave without any consequences. I think it's because carpet is sentient. Yeah. I don't think carpet is a treasure. It's like a a sentient being. Yeah. Because clearly it has its own motivations and thoughts and stuff. So 
I don't feel like carpet's a treasure in the Yeah, no, I was wondering sense. about carpet as carpet well. Carpet got stuck in the cave under a rock. Yeah, and there, there were non-magical ways to fix carpet as well. But anyway. Yeah. Um, 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 I liked the uh, setting free scene as well. Like there's yep. certain, th- certain beats that happen in the original Aladdin that you can't even ruin. <laughs> everything they tried to because they're so like good writing is good writing yeah well and this is the thing like the bones of this story are good so like the bones of the idea and the way it fits together are still good yeah i liked the choreo and yeah my last note is suffered through the worst part of this movie three times three separate times i had to sit through that friend like me cover and that i think like i i would take off a star for every time i had to sit through that friend like me i hated it so much it was so painful to me mm. so yeah i don't know and I, I i definitely feel like even if i didn't like the original mm. the the awfulness of this would still get to me because <laughs> yeah. i mean i i don't like poor singing in several movies no so. no and there were um as you say, like I think the kids in our screening liked it when Will Smith showed up, but there was lots of bored kids because there were kids yeah. being asked to take out, take them out to the toilet, like within a the lot. first ten minutes. Yeah, so that that isn't a very good indication. No, and also they're not going to notice dodgy CG and stuff as much no, as no, I am. They're no. not going to notice bad singing as and much as I am. And they're also not going to notice obvious plot twists in the same way. No, no, probably not. Although, like they, I, I think definitely they gave away that hand a couple of times. That he was going to be human at the end. Well, um, I mean, I th- yeah, I think that was obvious. But like, there was something we talked about earlier, which I've completely forgotten what it was. That is was extremely obvious to us. But that Will have... Smith was human at the beginning with a family. Oh, be, yeah, yeah. And that you're like, well, be... that's given away the ending now because yeah, we yeah. know. But it, it's not. Yeah, that might not be obvious to kids. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not little ones. I feel like there's definitely kids that I know who are like, you know who would be savvy to that pretty quickly anyway and i've done it i've done that yeah go watch twisted all right so yeah uh seriously twisted is fantastic yeah i might we should rate this yes we should i can't possibly give it more than two stars i would like to give it less than two stars but i genuinely did like the rom-commy bits with mina masood and naomi scott i really like mina masood also he and jafar had some really good chemistry and i would be interested in uh, developing that more in another movie thanks (laughs) yeah i i was also gonna give it two stars which is funny because like you really really seem to hate it and i just kind of was like it was fine but i had some problems with it but yeah two stars for me also yeah well like i said i hate I hate the songs. Mm. Like I hate what they did with the mu- and it's a musical. I love musicals. I, mm. So that is the crux of it for me. But if you yeah. if you remade this movie, cut out all of the songs and just had the like the rom-commy bits, I probably wouldn't mind it. Yeah, and the bones of the story of Aladdin are ripe for a retelling, especially a retelling not from a white perspective or not from mm. a Disney perspective. I think it would be an interesting story to look at. That is definitely a problem with Twisted. Pretty much everybody in it is white. Yeah. No, everybody in it is white. But, you know, it's still miles better than this was. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wrap up now. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. 
I forgot one more recommendation that I think people should check out. So Aladdin has been adapted into a stage musical as well. And they did, um, Friend Like Me on stage. Um, There's a guy called James Monroe Iglehart who initiated Genie on stage. You should check out his version of Friend Like Me and also like all of the songs from that, him doing the songs from that and also him doing Satisfied from Hamilton if you get into him because he is brilliant. Well, I'll find the Aladdin stuff on YouTube. For the show notes. If you want to see a good friend like me done in the musical format, that is the best one that's not in the original. Mm, Okay, cool. Uh, Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.